A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. 11 to 1 on LMFM. On Tuesday, 12th of October 1971, 19-year-old Una Linsky from Rathoth was walking home from the bus stop on Porterstown Lane in Rathoth, close to Rathbegan, but she never made it home. Her body was discovered on December 10th, 1971, and to this day, her killer has never been caught. However, the lives of three men in the local community were changed forever when they became suspects. Una's story is one of three that features in a new groundbreaking true crime series called Crimes and Confessions starts tonight on RTE1 and it examines miscarriages of justice cases from the 70s and 80s, drawing links between them. Joining me now on the line to tell us more is reporter with RTE's TV documentary unit, Mick Pilo. How you doing, Mick? How you doing? How's it going? Oh my God. I, you know, I was researching this uh, heavily yesterday and today and when you read up on the background to, to Una Linsky's murder case from the 70s, first of all, it's very tough reading and I can see why this was dubbed the Irish making a murderer uh, story, you know. This is the kind of thing that one would find in, in fiction, you know what I'm saying? But to, it's true life. Well, that's it. It's, it's extraordinary that you would, you know, I think we have a mysterious mystery unravels over the course of three episodes and that I think the viewers will find fascinating, shocking and revealing at the same time. And the way we tell them is in some way a whodunit uh, thriller type documentary, but about real live events. Because if you think you're not, this is not real, this mm. is drama. And you say, no, 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 this is real life events. These things happened uh, and these are the people telling you it themselves, the witnesses themselves who experienced it are telling you it. Um, now it's 50 years ago, so we're mm. very lucky to be able to find a number of witnesses still alive today, but still alive. The, the, the issues are hopping alive today. The wounds um, that this guard investigation in some way caused are still being hurt, are still hurting today among the community of uh, uh, Porterstown Lane. And as you can probably imagine, um, that community was a very, very, and is a very tight-knit community. But in 1971, yeah, the, but the third generation of families who came over from the west of Ireland, who basically set up little farms around that area, and they were, t- they were all very, very connected because of their background. They would have been seen as maybe blow-ins for the yeah. people at that stage. But... But they were, they were they were well established then in seventy one three generations of them at the third generation. So Una was part of that. Una Linsky was part of that, 
and, and, and she had a she had a great uh, life. You know, she was a she had a job, a good steady job in in, in the civil servants. You know, she was yeah. going out with a fella. She had, yeah. she had her whole life ahead of her. So tell me, what do we know then about what happened to Una fifty years ago when she got off the bus? Well, that's the extraordinary thing because you could uh, again. I'd be saying to people, uh, you know, if you live on a lane in, in 1971. Uh, Anybody who's around that lane knows everything about everybody else. So Una gets off this bus at, that always gets stops at a, at a stop on, I think it's the Ferry House Road, uh, stops on that stop at around 6.55, 7 o'clock every day, and she's got a 15 to 8 minute walk home, which she does every single day. And the busy the people coming back from work on their bicycles, walking, coming from buses on both ends of the lane, will be, will be seen walking up and down that lane or cycling or driving up and down that lane. So there was a 15 to 18 minute window of what happened to Unalinsky. And nobody is able to tell you what happened to Unalinsky. Nobody can seem to get to the bottom. But the Garda investigation, we tried to unravel that Garda investigation as to what, what, how did they go about investigating this? Uh, and, and how did they come to uh, suspect three local lads? Yeah, because this is when things get really complicated and this is where three local men and their lives were completely changed forever. They were Dick Donnelly, Martin Conmey and Martin Kerrigan. Uh, like, do we know on what grounds were the guards, guards treating them as suspicious well, and suspects at that time? Well, yeah. I mean, what we know uh, from the information we have, and I've got information from the Garda files, from the um, um, court evidence, court transcripts. We know that the Garda, uh, the murder squad arrived two days later after and disappeared. So the investigators from Dublin come in uh, and they basically start looking at and and getting statements from, from witnesses and collating information. And from that information, we know that they... They have been told by a number of witnesses that there was a strange car seen on the lane around the time mm. it disappeared and that that car was a, a very sophisticated Ford Zephyr, Ford Zodiac type car. Not and the average car you're going to see around no. the country lane in 1971, no. no. And so they saw this, six witnesses saw this car along the lane that, and three of them at least talk about uh, the driver of that car being a middle-aged business type man with suit tie one witness says nearly crashed into that car because there was a man in the back with a woman who was struggling and that man basically the same man 50 45 to 50 year old man driving that car and dick donnelly's car is a banger of a ford Mm. zephyr Mm. Dick Donnelly's a what twenty one year old in 1971. Like any any of us would, you know, this public car was probably um, <laughs> remodelled, yeah. engines taken out, and you know, so as Martin Conway explains, it was bits falling off at the engine could, you know, the, the, the exhaust could fall off, but it was there. It, it, so this everyone knew Dick Donnelly's car. You'd hear mm. it before you'd see it, but it wasn't. Yet the Gardaí focused on these three lads and not on this what looks like a definite line of inquiry. And you'd wonder why. Mm. And this is kind of, I suppose, what taps into the inspiration for RTE to produce a series like this because it's, you know, extremely heavy subject matter, yes, but the overall theme of investigating what Gardy were allegedly doing to get confessions out of people is the theme that's running throughout this. Yes. For the first time, we're, we're sort of making um, an objective portrayal and analysis 
of guard investigations into the three, three of the probably the most notorious miscarriage of justice cases in the history of the state. And we're drawing the links between them. And the, the disappearance of Unalinsky is one of them. The Salins train robbery is another in, in 76, which is five years later. And then in 84, which is eight years after that, the Kerry Babies case. And we're drawing links and all of those they have similar patterns, mm. similar allegations of guard coercion, of guard coercion, uh, coerced confessions, fabricated mm. statements, guard brutality. Now, I would say, Sinead, that, you know, not all guardy had allegations who are investigating these crimes had allegations yep. made against them. You know, it was, uh, but, but there is a common thread between them and there are links between them. And so while the story of Unalinsky is a standalone documentary, it, it, it does fit into this, uh, the, the series in some way tries to tease out what's going on between this? What are the links? And tease them out over a period, over three weeks. You will watch. These programmes are going out each Monday night at 9.35 RT1 over the next three weeks. And it's trying to tease out that because there were allegations and rumours at the time that there was a, 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 a guard, a heavy gang. There were rumours uh, mm. going about. Now, that's always been denied. Yeah. Um, but 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 so we're trying to draw those links and tease that out in the because it's very complex and nuanced at the time because you know seventies and eighties yep. in Ireland was a troubled time. Mm, absolutely, uh, the Gardaí the Gardaí were experiencing terrible stuff. You know, uh, Gardaí were being shot, killed. So there was what the what the government did was gave them more powers of arrest and detention, and there was a huge emphasis on getting confessions from people um, to get convictions. And and in a way, Unilinsky's murder investigation falls into that category, um, which which is strange in a way. But but the other troubling thing about it is because the the Court of Criminal Appeal and Martin Connolly's uh, declaration of a miscarriage of justice does, in some way, is very critical of the guard investigation, and uh, in saying they didn't follow a definite line of inquiry, they didn't follow, they didn't provide statements. Statements were withheld. Why were statements withheld from the court from Martin's and Dick's trial? And the other awful thing is the murder or the killing of, of Martin Kerrigan. Well, this is the, this is the thing. This comes into it. Uh, what, I think wasn't it when they they all had signed these uh, co- confessions that were you know allegedly sort of forced confessions, and yeah. then the the family of Unalinsky decided to take matters into their own hands. And 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 in a way. You, 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 again, we're trying to understand this and see yeah. why, why, and, and okay, why would that happen, or how did that happen? And what we can ascertain from what from the documents we have is that Marty Kerrigan, um, after two and a half days of intense interrogation, in order to get out of the station and get away from this, what he's allegedly saying, he's been beaten mm. and terrorised by a certain squad, a group of people, uh, Gardy, he makes a confession, he makes it up. And he makes up a confession that he, uh, that, that, that himself and Dick took, uh, picked her up on the lane and that Dick then dumped her body into, a, into the pond in Wilkinson's estate. I don't know where that is, but I'm sure your listeners will know. Mm. And so he makes this up because that estate near his home and he thought, well, if I get out, I'd be able to get home. And he's, He's 19. Yeah, they don't know the law. Do you know what I mean? They didn't have lawyers present necessarily at the time. No lawyers. No. And the thing about it is that information 
That key information of him giving, uh, of admitting to this is given to the Linsky family almost immediately mm. by, by the Gardaí. Which wouldn't and happen today. No, 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 no. That would not, no. no. The, the professionalism would be, uh, that mm. was not a professional way of dealing with an investigation. And I think that in some way prejudiced them against this. And of course they thought, well, these fellows are after admitting to, to take an illness. Where is she? Yeah. So and when Una's body was discovered four, three months later up in the Dublin mountains, they couldn't determine the cause of death. And Martin Connolly and Dick Donnelly and Marty Kerrigan were saying, well, thank God she's been found. Now we're going to be, now they'll know we had nothing to do with her disappearance. Yeah. Um, but they they don't because um, because they can't determine how she how she died. Yeah, and things go ba- from bad to worse for, for all three of them. It really does. Now we should say, and this is interesting, that uh, an apology by Garda Commissioner Drew Harris has been issued ahead of tonight's episode. Isn't that right? That is correct. Uh, it, 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 Martin, see, this is a, this is a, Martin Conmey got a miscarriage of justice in 2014 or 20, yeah, 2014 and um, he got a state apology and he got, uh, obviously, compensation for being jailed for wrong, for wrongfully convicted. Uh, and But but he always felt that he the Gardaí never apologised publicly for mm. what happened and that, that that left a little doubt in anybody's mind. And that little doubt still haunts him. And he said for to get healing and to get closure on this, he wants a public guard apology. So in, on foot of this programme, the Gardaí, the, the commissioner, last Friday... Uh, issued a, uh, Martin with a, a letter of apology, unre- apologising unreservedly. And Martin is absolutely over the moon about this, but wants that public, mm. and wants that apology to be public. And so he's delighted that we're talking about it. He's delighted that now everyone is going to know about this. And and in some way, but, but the, the issue that's outstanding there is Martin is, make, makes calls in the programme. There's, there's still a level, there's something else needing needing answers. And that's the level of accountability or the lack of accountability. Martin Connolly and Dick Donnelly's family and the Kerrigan family watched um, the Gardaí, some of the Gardaí were involved in their, in their case being promoted, being mm. held up in high esteem. And their, their case, being Marty being discredited, uh, Cloud hanging over Dick's acquittal, was he get off on a technicality? The Donnellys and the Kerrigans never got an apology, never no. got anything from the state. And, and you're so, hoping that this is going to, you know, prompt this, that the, the, this programme is going to prompt this. But also, uh, more, more importantly with this as well, is that this is going to prompt, you know, further investigation. This is the yeah. ultimate aim, yes? Well, yeah, they want a public inquiry. They yeah. want a public inquiry into how this came about. And the, and the Kerrigans, I think, and the, and the Kerrigans who are extraordinarily symp- sim- sympathetic to, the, to Una Linsky and, and her, and because they feel she never got justice. Mm. But Marty never, their brother never got justice either. So, but what they want is a public inquiry into how this happened, how this came about. And they want the Gardaí in some way to acknowledge. Uh, they want an apology from the state and the Gardaí. They want, they want to know, uh, the, the Gardaí to acknowledge their part in creating the environment that allowed that had that where Marty was killed. They want that to be acknowledged and, and in some way the responsibility and accountability to be taken. Um, and I think they also know that Marty never got justice. Mm. Dick, uh, Dick didn't really get justice. Yeah. He got an acquittal. But as, as people say, 
Oh, he was quitted, but he'd got off on a technicality. Well, this I is what people that. will say. And this this yeah. followed him as well throughout his oh, life, you know, when he went to try and get jobs and people yeah. find out who he is and he's let yeah. go from jobs and it's it's constantly hanging over him all through yeah. his life. I mean, it's such an important programme, Mick. It really is. And I know it's going to do a lot of good in terms of, you know, investigation and, and open up these cases again. I've no doubt that we're all going to be glued to it tonight. Thank you so, so much for joining me on the show today. Thank you for having me. Not at all. Crimes and Confessions it airs tonight on RT1 9.35 and as we're discussing there the first episode which airs tonight is focusing on Una Linsky. 11 to 1 on LMFM LMFM Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.